Trivita presents Healthy You, inspiration and information to keep you moving towards wellness so you can achieve your life's purpose. Now, here's your host, Michael Ellison. Thank you for joining with me today. This is going to be a great session. This is going to be an opportunity for us to explore. You know, I love to explore the possibilities of greater wellness. When I lost my health and wellness uh, about 25 years ago, yeah, I had no foggy idea as to re- – I knew what fitness was. I, I was always fit and I was an athlete in school and loved fitness. But wellness, that's something that is just amazing. I love to fly fish. And uh, what I learned about fly fishing is you never stop learning. There's all the different ways in which you can make the presentations. There's all the different kinds of waters. There's all the different kinds of bugs that you can present. Well, that's kind of like what it is with wellness. It is endless in its possibilities. And you're going to hear that today uh, in our session because I'm going to take you in a session from the Trivita Clinic with Dr. Ankit Chander. He is an amazing person, and yet he has simplified content that no doubt, not all, but many of it, much of it you may not have even heard before in regard to your immune system. You know, I met with uh, leading physicians at Mayo Clinic probably about five years ago, and in that discussion, uh, I obviously was exploring, you know, what are all the different possibilities? Where is Mayo Clinic going as far as in regard to their research and the emphasis? And what I heard from them was the excitement of a new era, an era in which there would be, and this sounds crude, but less cutting, less dealing directly with the disease and more about how do we align and how do we manipulate the body systems and organs? I believe today, especially after we had the breakthrough in regard to epigenetics, that our genes are not static. You know, so many people, they say, well, I just am what I am because I got the genes from my parents, my grandparents. Now, every gene now we know that the genes have triggers off and on switches, and they can be, I'll use the word, it's not a negative in this case, they can be manipulated through the lifestyle choices that we make. And you're going to hear about that today because the body, I believe, is the new frontier. And we're going to see this continue to unfold and develop as we get less focused on the disease and more on the body that is designed to resist disease, but wellness is more than the absence of disease. Wellnesses have the vitality and the energy to do the things that you love to do, that you feel purpose to do. It's to wake up every day with positive daily emotions of love and forgiveness and gratitude and acceptance and to be able to know that I can have a relationship with God and he's a personal God and I have a purpose for being here. That kind of wellness excites me and I know it excites you because you're here with me today. Well, we're going to hear not only about the body being the frontier, but we are going to hear about the immune system which is a frontier 
within a frontier. And why do I say that is because, you know, most people, when they think about the immune system, yes, they think about colds, they think about viruses, they think about C, D, you know, the various uh, supplements. Let me tell you, the immune system is so complex. It is so sophisticated. It is so amazing. It is so incredible. If you could patent it, it'd be worth a, over a trillion dollars just in the patent for it. Well, guess what? You don't have to pay a dime for it. It's yours, and it's an amazing system for you to learn and explore all the different ways that you can boost, build, and manage your immune system by the choices that you make. And today, we're going to hear about it. We're going to hear from our medical director at the Trivita Clinic. He is a medical doctor, Johns Hopkins trained residency. He is an amazing, loving, caring doctor. So without further ado, I want to take you into his content. Now, he's not here with me today. He's busy, but I so was, I'm so excited about the content that he did. It's like, I want to bring this to you, and it's available to you as well at Trivita or Trivita.com in the month of October. So I'm making you aware of this, but I want you to hear some of this incredible information. So let's start with Dr. Chander on his immune health class. I have to ask you this. Do you, do you know where your immune system is located? Do you know its complex and sophisticated functioning? Do you know the many ways that you can support your amazing, awesome, most incredible immune system? Well, you will in just a few minutes if you stay with me. So now listen to Dr. Chander on this immune system. Welcome to our class on your immune health. I've been getting so many questions about the immune system and how to strengthen it. So I'm grateful for this opportunity to share with you many of the things that I have learned. In this class, we're going to be focusing on four major areas. The first is the immune system anatomy and function. And you'll see why this is so important, because you're going to learn there's a different part of the immune system that focuses on viruses, as for bacteria, as for other things. So given what's going on in the world today, the better we can understand the aspects of our immune systems, particularly related to things like viruses, the stronger that we can be. And then, we're, once we've understood that, we'll begin to discuss how we can strengthen ourselves, specifically through foods, activities, and supplements. So on this slide, I have an overview of today's class. The immune system is spread throughout the body and is focused in certain key organs. Secondly, at a cellular level, we're going to learn about three main types of cells, macrophages, B cells, and T cells. And lastly, we're going to look at some of the theories as to why people get infections at all. So first, let's ask the question, where is the immune system? If I said to you, where is your cardiac system? You would know it's in your heart. If I said, 
Where is your respiratory system? You would know it's in your lungs. Now, if I ask you, where is your immune system? Not as simple of an answer. And the reason for that is the immune system is diffusely spread throughout the body because its job is to patrol the entire body, every nanometer. Now, to do that, it is centralized in certain key locations. Look at this next slide, and we're going to talk about the anatomy of the immune system. If I did say, pick one organ, many of you might think of the bone marrow, because that's where all cells come from. And that would be a pretty good answer. The bone marrow is the source of white blood cells. We think that the word B cell that has been used in immunology might even come from the B standing for bone marrow. And then the next organ is the thymus. So what we know happens is some of those B cells move to the thymus for further development. Those cells are called T cells, T for thymus. And then another thing that you might have seen when you've looked at your blood test is the word lymphocyte. So lymphocyte implies lymph nodes, lymph channels, which is interesting because we're actually not checking your lymph, we're usually checking your blood, but that's where those cells were first discovered. So we call them lymphocytes. So your lymph nodes is another big part of your immune system. One large area that doesn't show up on this slide is the brain actually has a dedicated immune system called the neuroimmune system. And that can be very important in a number of situations of life. Very small on this slide, but so important is the intestines. If I said the immune system is mostly housed in the intestines, you might be surprised. But one study says that 80% of our entire immune system lies in the intestines. Well, wasn't that incredible? Well, the immune system is the new frontier of its own, and we need to understand its complexity and its sophistication, and also its magnitude of services to defend and protect you. And again, I, I referenced this earlier, we would all want a patent on this system because uh, there's nothing like it in the world. And I, I just want you to listen to Dr. Chandra as he goes on and he talks about this amazing immune system that your body has. The immune system is one of the world's most complex organic systems, equaled perhaps only by the human brain. So think of it like this. If ever you've gone to the Olympic Games, let's say a million people attend one Olympic Games. Imagine if you had to organize one million Olympic Games all at the same time. That's what it's like coordinating the immune system. So the numbers are, depending on what study you look at, there's 50 to 100 trillion cells in the body one to two trillion cells are dedicated just for the immune system. So this is a very large, even though we can't pinpoint it easily, it's a very large, very complicated system.
How is it organized? So on this slide, this is a very detailed slide, but I just want to give you a few simple highlights. On the left, we have something called the innate immune system. Think of these as your big cells. Think of them as your uh, agents on patrol riding horses. They're relatively quick to move. They patrol the entire body. If someone gets a paper cut at a certain location, these cells say, hey, there's a problem over there. Let's all go over there and check things out. But these cells, even though they're big and fast, they're, they don't have a lot of knowledge. They don't have a lot of specificity. Once you get to the paper cut, they can't distinguish one bacteria from another bacteria. To do that, we use the cells on the right side of your screen called the adaptive immune system. And the two key cells that we use for our adaptive immune system are the B cells and the T cells. So think of them as like scientists. They have the ability to remember and identify literally millions of different viruses and bacteria and then can coordinate the best response for the problem at hand. And certainly these two work together. So for example, that scientist T cell may go back to one of those big cells, which we call macrophages. The word macro implies it's a big cell and say, hey, okay, here we've identified the problem. Why don't you come deal with it? So this is a picture of a macrophage. It's a big cell. Macro means large, phage means to eat. This cell has the ability to eat or consume bacteria, cells having problems. So think of this as a large cell that can deal with problems powerfully. On the adaptive side, we have cells that look like this. These are B cells. So you see all these little spikes, they actually look like little Ys that are on the surface of the B cell. This is something you've heard a lot about. These are antibodies. It is true that antibodies are certainly floating in the blood, but they begin on the surface of a B cell, those bone marrow cells. This is a picture of an antibody. You can see it's shaped like a Y. So the idea shaped like a Y is the antibody has the ability to bind problem areas, such as a bacteria or such as a virus. That's why it's shaped in that direction. So how does this actually work? Imagine that you have a bacteria, which in this slide is labeled as an antigen, which just means like a trigger. A bacteria enters the body. The B cell looks into this area and if an antibody on the B cell binds to the bacteria, it activates the B cell. The B cells, oh, I've identified a problem here. And then the B cell does two things. The first is it calls more of itself. It expands itself so it can make more antibodies to help deal with the problem. That makes sense. When these cells make a lot of antibodies, they're called plasma cells, and then they have the ability to make so many antibodies, these antibodies now, they can actually literally go and surround a bacteria of problem. The second thing that happens is they make something called a memory B cell. So the cell says, you know what, this is an important thing. We should, we should write this down and remember this. And this is how vaccines work. We provide some sort of a trigger the system learns to remember, oh, this is a problem, 
and then in the future, it can more quickly respond. This is a great way to deal with bacteria. But what's one of the biggest differences between bacteria and viruses? This next segment is so important for you to understand in a pandemic-focused world of viruses because I don't think that COVID-19 is the first, obviously, okay, nor is it the last of the viruses that we are going to experience in our lifetime. This is the age in which we live in. And there's so much I could inject here in regard to antibodies, etc. It's not my point. I want you to hear what Dr. Chandra has to say because it will help you understand how you can live in this world and not rely on, well, where's the next vaccination or where's the next treatment coming from? No, you have the amazing body. You have the immune system. Support it, build it, boost it, live life with greater wellness. So in this time period, I just believe that uh, you can do amazing things as you live with the understanding of your immune system. Back to Dr. Chander. There are many differences, but if you remember only one difference, it's this, size. Hundreds of bacteria can fit inside one human cell, but thousands of viruses can fit inside one bacteria. So this is a problem of size. Viruses are so small that a lot of times our initial ability, the body's initial ability to find it, such as in the blood, is actually quite low. So the body has developed an entirely different mechanism that's more powerful for viruses. And that's shown on this slide where we get the T cells involved. So what happens is this. A virus comes and infects a cell. The virus replicates inside the cell. That's the opportunity to better catch the virus. All human cells have a mechanism that they can take something inside them which they see as a problem. This flag goes up that says, something is not right inside me. And it finds what's going on and puts it on the surface of the cell to show other cells of the immune system that says, hey, take a look at this. This isn't right. It's called a presenting molecule or a presenting receptor. That's where the T cells come in. The T cells receive this information from a cell that says, I think I have a problem inside of me. And then when the T cells bind to that cell, then they get activated and say, okay, we've got a problem going inside these cells. And then they will activate themselves, they'll replicate themselves, and they may even call those big cells, those macrophages, also called phagocytes, to come and remove the cells which are infected. Because if those cells aren't removed, then the virus has more opportunity to replicate and spread itself. So this is a really key point, because this is the key system that is involved in the prevention of infections from a virus. So what we're going to be talking about is how do we enhance our immune response to support our T-cells in particular. Certainly we need everything but in particular, the T-cells. And there's a great added benefit. What other problem known to humans begins inside a cell that you can't see it? 
The answer is cancer. Cancer is another problem that begins deep inside the cell in the DNA. But cells often recognize this and will say, hey, there's something wrong here. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to try to identify this and show it to, you guessed it, a T cell. And then the T cells will go through this exact same process you're seeing and call that macrophage to come and remove a cancer cell so it doesn't spread. This is a very powerful concept. I mentioned earlier about my session with the physicians at Mayo Clinic and about the new era that they were excited about. You know, one of the things that's really changed, I mean, it's changed radically just in the last, I would say, two years. There's a lot less cutting on the human body to cut out disease. There's a lot more understanding in regard to how to manage the body. And I say that word manage because it already is a, it already has systems. It already has organs. We just need to learn how to support that and not do the things and lifestyle choices that promote disease because when we process foods and when we don't exercise, when we don't hydrate and when we don't sleep like we should the number of hours and when we are filled with stress and you just got to go down the line, those are all things that promote disease and weaken the body and then we have to be looking for treatments I believe that this is a new era, and it's an era that we have the power, the power of choice, and to understand just how powerful it is with the body and way it's designed. So here again is Dr. Chander. This is so powerful that a number of researchers are now using this exact mechanism to actually treat cancer and come up with new ways to treat cancer without the side effects of chemotherapy. So keep an eye out for that. So how do T cells communicate? They use something called cytokines, which is something you've probably heard in the news a lot recently. Cytokines are fundamentally a good thing. They're these tiny molecules that go from one T cell to another cell with a signal. So a T cell may send a cytokine to a macrophage with the intention of saying, hey, there's a problem here, please come over here. So what's happening is in certain situations is the cytokines are getting out of balance. There is too much of a cytokine response and we're calling this cytokine storm. And you can imagine if you have too many cytokines then you can bring too many cells. And if someone, and remember those macrophages, I compare them to like on a, a, a patrol on a horse. So imagine you bring in way too many horses into an area. You get damage to the ground, or in this case, to the, or, the organ which you're within. Okay, so the concept here is this is very much about T cells, but it's about a balanced response. The other word that we use more generally for if we have too many cytokines is inflammation. Okay? Inflammation is this key word that you're hearing over and over again. You hear the word inside it, flammable. That's a good way to think about inflammation. So we probably all use fire on a stove to cook. So fire is a good thing. 
But if fire gets out of control, it causes more damage than good. That's a way to think about inflammation. So if someone gets a paper cut, you should have inflammation to deal with the paper cut. We, I call that an organized immune response. But what happens in a lot of situations for different reasons is this immune response gets disorganized. It gets in disarray. It's not coordinated anymore. It's not actually contributing to tissue healing. It's contributing to tissue destruction. And that disorganized inflammation is what we're calling a cytokine storm in the setting of COVID-19. And chronic inflammation has been known to cause a variety of other problems. Well, I hope that you're feeling informed and not only informed, but empowered by listening to this session with Dr. Chander. Uh, you have the power. You have the power of choice. And let's uh, finish with Dr. Chander in this great session on the immune system. So the next question in your mind is probably, well, why does this happen? What, what contributes to this disorganized inflammatory response? The list is relatively long. It can be very simple things. Stress has been shown to do this, and we'll talk about that more in later classes. Remember I said that most of your immune system is in the gut? So you can imagine if someone has a gut which is in disarray, which a word for that can be called leaky gut, then that person has a greater tendency towards inflammation. If someone has extra adipose tissue, which is another word for fat tissue, there's a higher tendency towards inflammation. If T cells are malnourished, that can contribute to inflammation. So you can see lots of things contribute to this concept of inflammation. The way I like to think about it is like a seesaw. So imagine on one hand, you have organized immune response, and on the other hand, you have the disorganized immune response. And they go in balance. Why? Because you remember we have one trillion immune cells. So if you start with one trillion immune cells and 30% of them on a certain day are occupied in inflammation, now you only have 70% of your strength to deal with a potential problem, be it virus or bacteria or whatever. So it's very important to understand this concept of a balanced immune system, which is healthy and strong, creating an organized immune response. And when you begin to understand this, you'll begin to see levers that we can push on to strengthen our immune system, namely immunostimulation, meaning supporting our organized response, lowering inflammation, meaning lowering our disorganized immune response. And then you learn there's a number of things which sort of lie in the middle at the center of that seesaw, which help balance the immune system. These things are called immunomodulators. They're not necessarily stimulators or decreasers of inflammation, but they help balance it. And so that's why we use the word modulate. So just by understanding those three concepts, you can see how empowered we can be to enact change on our immune balance. So let's change gears for a second and ask the question, 
Why do people get sick? So this was the question of the famous man you've probably seen on the left, Louis Pasteur, who is considered one of the fathers of modern microbiology. He invented what we came to be what we came to refer to as germ theory, namely disease comes from a germ. On the right, you have the opposite viewpoint. This is there's a number of individuals who've championed this. This is Antoine Béchamp, who came up with something called the terrain theory. Now, terrain refers to soil, but in this case we're referring to terrain as the human body. So on the left, you have the concept that the nature of the bacteria or the virus determines the disease. On the right, you have the nature of, think of it as if a soil is not a fertile place for a certain plant to grow, then that plant can't take hold. Intuitively, both make sense. In the West, we tend to focus more on germ theory, which leads to the following two conclusions you can see by this slide. Namely, if germs are causing the problem, then we should all be, we should be wearing a bug suit and we should be wearing, uh, you know, very strict protection to keep the bug away from the body. And then the second corollary is that we should come up with ways to kill the germ because the germ is the cause of the problem. And on the, on the other hand, you have the terrain theory, which says, well, if the terrain is inhospitable to viruses and bacteria, the way we think about that is if our bodies are strong from an immune perspective, then it doesn't matter what the germ is. The germ won't be able to take hold. The story is, is at the end of his life, Louis Pasteur said, les microbes n'est rien, le terrain est tout, which means the microbe is nothing, the terrain is everything. It's not confirmed whether he said that, but it does make sense that we should be focusing on both, not only on the germ theory. I think Hippocrates said it well when he said, it is more important to know what sort of person has a disease than to know what sort of disease a person has. So you can understand that by strengthening our system, we might be able to actually take some actions to help prevent different infections. So in conclusion, B cells are involved in antibody production. T cells are important for their role in preventing viral infections and even cancer. And by supporting the immune system and especially the T cells, we can help prevent viral infections by strengthening the terrain of the human body. I hope you join us for our next class. Well, I think we can see that as we focus on the body, its systems, and its organs, and you know the power of the immune system, it's kind of like a farmer. You know, if a farmer, he has his land, and all he's focused on is trying to defend his land from weeds, and never spends any effort or time with the soil, then he's never going to have great crops never have the super bumper crop that they all look forward to because the soil has not been prepared properly and the soil could be out of balance and it could have so many deficiencies because they're focused on the weeds. 
Well, I think sometimes we in Western medicine, we have the tendency of doing that. We focus too much on the disease aspects, the, vi- the viruses and the bacteria and all those things when we have this amazing body that we have. And I'm sure as you have listened to Dr. Chander, you agree with me. The immune system is amazing. It is incredible. Well, I want you to know that as we are, you know, I kind of look at this as being pioneering because we're shifting the focus now from the disease aspect to the amazing body. Well, as a pioneer, what I do know on this new frontier, our children and our grandchildren have the opportunity of benefiting significantly from the ongoing exploration, the ongoing development in these new frontiers. And you're going to hear a lot more about this in the coming, uh, the coming months, the coming years, because it is a new era in medicine and a new era in nutrition as we realize the potential there is with the body. All right, so this is now one session out of four. Dr. Chandra has done four sessions. It's available on a DVD. You can get this at Trivita, Trivita.com. I invite you to get it. Uh, it's free with any order that you make during the month of October. It is content that you can go back to over and over and over and to learn in regard to your incredible immune system. So thank you for joining with me during this time, and I just hope that you come out of this so inspired to explore with your own body how you can live with greater wellness. Thank you. May you be blessed with wellness. Thanks for listening to Healthy You. This is provided for your information only and may not be construed as medical advice or instruction. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is intended for your general knowledge only and not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment for any specific medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician with any question you may have regarding a medical condition. 